Welcome to Diagnosis. Hello and welcome back to your favorite show, Diagnosis, your one-stop shop where we discuss all of the issues that plague the Nigerian healthcare sector. And the Nigerian Medical Association tries but fails abysmally to sweep under the rug. Today we're going to be discussing a very important topic, how the Nigerian medical doctors have contributed to the decay of the healthcare system in Nigeria. Please do not forget to hit the subscribe button down below. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Like and comment on us on our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Apple podcast listeners, I see you. I see you and I love you guys. You guys are doing amazing. And I'm so glad that you people are listening to us. Please let get let's get the conversation rolling and let's let's all come up with solutions. Give your suggestions. Give me feedback. I work based on feedback so that I can bring, you know, better content to your screen and we can all talk together, come together to prefer solutions to fixing the many, many problems that plagues our healthcare system. All right. So where do we start from? So before we start, I would like to ask a question. Why do the Nigerian medical doctors have a problem with other healthcare practitioners that have the requisite skills to take up managerial positions why are they so pressed when they take up those positions like cmd it has never really happened i've never i've never heard of a hospital in nigeria wherein a nurse practitioner or a med lab scientist or a physiologist or radiologist you know became the cmd of the hospital with and the person was you know qualified for it but every conversation that i have had with our medical elders they never seem to be on board with the idea of a non-medical doctor with even if the person has the requisite skills taking up those positions i thought we were all here to save lives we're all here for the betterment of the nigerian people so why should that be a problem because because a med lab scientist who is qualified to head that position is there you now think that the other people will respect you. I mean, no offense here. Doctors are always the head of the team. And I know that doctors head many positions in the healthcare sector. Director of um, you know, clinical services, CMD, CMAC. But the truth is, our MBBS degrees is not enough for us to actually take over those positions. Say you have an MBBS degree and you have an MBA and you have had some experience and have done some projects and done some studies here. You're on some peer review journals. We can look at some of the work that you have done, you know, bringing up solutions to improve maybe healthcare financing, policy planning in Nigeria, across Africa and the rest. We know this person is going to bring something to the table should this person be given the opportunity. But nowadays, we just see, or not nowadays, since time immemorial, to be honest, we just see many doctors who are not really, who don't really have the qualifications buying for the position of CMD. Sometimes I hear that they even go spiritual. Hmm. They go spiritual for CMD position. It, it begs the question, why? Because you are in this position, you're not contributing meaningfully to the healthcare sector. You're not contributing meaningfully to the hospital in fact because of our poor remunerations as medical doctors many people get into cmd positions and the next thing is they are siphoning funds they are taking this and never have we heard that a nigerian medical doctor who is the cmd or so and so was held for the, for the hospital not producing any igr 
during my research for this, I was having a conversation with a doctor and the person made me realize this. Our hospitals were not set up for profit. They were set up to run on subsidies from the government. What happens when somebody announces on the day of his inauguration, subsidy remover, hoba? What happens then? What do we do? We need to have people in positions of power, you know, that can say that, okay, these are some of the problems. Our healthcare system is not well financed. Our people don't have insurance. NHIA now is only for this is mainly for the civil servants. How can we get the woman that sells roasted corn on the streets to be able to have insurance? Okay, these people visit my hospital. How do I improve this? How do I do that? They don't understand the business of medicine because they don't have the um, they don't have the ability to you know critically think about these problems. They just leave this as a problem. For the government to deal with and if the government is not dealing with it me that is basically in charge of this tertiary institution that should serve this municipal area you know i don't care and if you if you actually go a step further look at the qualifications of the cmds that are present cmds today you only see clinical qualifications most of them have not gone the extra mile to you know take do a course in finance a course in economics a course you know even get an extra degree an mba or short courses on coursera you damn it you don't even see them doing these things all they do is sit down you know our our, our institutions now become their own glorified uh private institutions where they just sit down and they are just whatever comes they take it whatever comes they take it they are the lord and master they don't know how this should be proportionately you know distributed and which is another problem for our own remuneration because they do not understand the economics of things the economics of medicine and the healthcare is first and foremost a business if we are ever going to make healthcare a basic human right in nigeria we have to find a way for our hospitals to generate idea we have to find a way for the business of medicine to thrive and not to just rely on subsidies from the government while jackpying to countries, every day Nigerian doctors are living, nurses are living, everybody is living. We see people there and we see how these things are run. Some of their hospital administrators don't even have an MBBS degree. The same way we would not even allow somebody without, you know, surgical qualifications to come and perform an appendectomy. The person is not a general surgeon or has not gotten any MBBS degree, has not gone through residency training or anything, and you want the person to come and butcher somebody. You won't let that. So why are we fighting to take over positions we do not qualify for? Out and we say, healthcare is not well, blah, blah, blah. Our healthcare system is failing. We are declaring state of emergency. The person declaring state of emergency is a doctor who knows that some of the CMDs that are heading these institutions are not qualified. I mean, look now, let's even come to it now. Luckily for us this time, our health uh, minister for health is a well-qualified man. He has done some... You know, he has a lot of experience working with Gavi, you know, immunization and the rest of that. He's well suited for his role. He's well suited. But when we had people telling us to go be tailors, I mean, you can't, you and I would not say that those people were well suited for their roles. And that's why we had problems. I mean, look at now. The WHO says that um, the uh, healthcare allocation budget should be 6%. That w- that's what they recommend, 6% of the GDP. Then... We now went a step further as Africans. You know, Abuja declaration in 2001. Let's do the Abuja declaration. <laughs> Abuja has... Abuja has never been able... 50% of the annual budget should be dedicated to... Abuja has never been able to uphold Abuja, Abuja declaration. Abuja, why? 
Why? The highest we've ever recorded was 5.3 in 2022. That was PMB. He was the one that did it. And now, our subsidy remover government uh, presidents. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's so funny when I saw the, the supplementary budget for health that was... <laughs> Can you not give any? You did not allocate anything to healthcare, but you want to. You allocated money to buying a yacht and cars so that you can cruise on what the dirty waters of Jabi Lake, Abiyed Mainland Bridge, while you wave to while you wave to your impoverished people as per king of the coast, king of the slum has come. What are you doing? What are we doing? This is a joke. It just it, see Nigeria is just a joke that keeps on giving because I don't understand at this point. Doctors should actually, if if we had people, you know, that understood the business of medicine, heading these positions, being ministers, being head of clinic, um, head of uh, you know, hospital administration, hospital management board. Then we will maybe have people that will whisper to the president, oh boy, we can't do supplementary budget and allocate zero percent now. Maybe we will even be able to have an IGI where we can say, okay, the hospitals are generating this. Let's bring that revenue back to turn, let's turn this over to see how we can improve the lives of the people. I mean, let's even go back just a little bit. Let's do some history. Professor Eita Olambu, the only non-medical doctor to have ever become the CM, the minister for health of Nigeria. He was a health economist, or he is a health economist. And it was only during his tenure there was no strike action. It was even during his tenure they were able to kickstart the NHIS, now NHIA. They had the idea for such a long time and they didn't do that. And it was wildly, it wasn't even speculated, it was true. Even our president then, Obasanjo, told him, I want to make you minister, but this doctor said they want doctor. And he said, if you really want me to make an impact, let me be the minister for health. And we saw the impact he made in just one tenor. But for our ego, it's our best right. We must be CMD. We must be minister for health. We must be this one. We must be that one. When we are not qualified for it. Let's even leave this a bit. You see, the power of social media. I mean, let's even let's go back just a bit to when Doctor Winners was placed on call for how many times a day <laughs> for the entire month? Only Doctor Winners, and then you would see people coming out to say this is wrong. You can't walk somebody to the bone like this twenty four hours for a month. Only you you walk twenty four hours for thirty days in a month, and you now see doctors, medical doctors. Some are residents already in Nigeria. Coming, especially that there's this particular one, Afam, on Twitter. He's always talking about wanting to improve Nigerian healthcare, wanting to stay back, wanting to contribute, attacking those that have jackpot. And he was, he, some, um, was it uh, Lidocaine or so? He said that this is wrong, prepared some solutions. We are inherently wicked to ourselves as medical doctors. I, I need to bring this out. Where is it? Uh-huh. They placed Dr. Winners on call for <laughs> the entire month from. 1st of November until the 30th of November. Only Dr. Winners was the house officer on call. It's not his fault that allocation was probably... Allocation was made. It's not probably. Allocation was made for adequate house officers to be employed. 
But I am sure that somebody that does not understand the importance of having more than one house officer who says in his time he was the only house officer performing surgery with candle. It's probably the CMD there. And then decides that, okay, since I don't really understand the importance of, you know, paying for house officers to be there, only I will only make available funds for one person. And then what? Only Dr. Winners is on call. And there is an outrage because it does not make sense for you to walk one person's child 24 hours to the bone. That's probably one KPR. And then what? People are talking about this, that this is not right to be, that this is slavery. Why will a single doctor be on call for uh, this is slavery? This was now from uh, Dr. Anyekwe on Twitter. This is slavery, modern day slavery. One young house officer works 720 hours. How does he give his best? Blah, blah, blah. And then you you see a, a doctor like, uh, so Lidocaine, trending medic, right? He I really love the way trending medic sort of, you know, talks about the medical issues. Whenever he's talking about a problem, because he's a doctor, whenever he's talking about problems that plague the Nigerian healthcare sector, he's always coming up with practical solutions that could be employed but are not looked at. And then he says, um, this someone says this is deplorable and regrettable. No one is providing any solution. And then the truth is, if two house officers were to be on call, they would have shared it, you know. And then Lidocaine goes, oh, solutions. One, employ MOs to fill the gap. Two, some calls should be done without the house officer. Three, reduce the workload by referring lots of cases. Four, close the department and go on strike, which is very true. These are very solid solutions. These are solutions that are practicable. These are solutions that if well implemented, maybe they can actually, you know, it should work. And then you now see somebody like Afam who keeps berating doctors for leaving the country. I mean, you know what? It's high time we start to celebrate the heroes and shame the villains into doing better. Dr. Afam, get in here. Let's talk. Let, let me even understand from you why you felt that was actually, why you felt like him being on call was not such a problem. It's something that everyone has had to go through. So it's not a big deal and the solutions are not practicable that they don't want to stay me i want to stay in nigeria to improve nigeria i do but i also uh, understand the importance of people leaving to come back or those that want to leave who are not incentivized to stay there is no reason why see no nigerian person has any drive to be nationalist it's a privilege to even have some patriotism for this country I thank God that I actually have that privilege to be patriotic and say, I want to, I want to help to change things. Everybody look at me. This one, does this one know, know what she's talking about? But I do want to. Afam is one of such people. He wants to, you know, stay and improve and help the healthcare sector. That's fine. I applaud that. But you know the problems that makes people go. Instead of you to try and see ways we can try to solve these problems, you keep berating them for leaving. And then he goes on to talk about how uh, someone is uh, bringing such solutions. It's not as if they are going to work, blah, 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 blah. So what is your solution that Dr. Winners should be on call for 30 days? You see medical doctors that are supposed to say this is wrong actually coming to say it's not their fault that the hospital does not have house officers. This one, that one. That's, that's wickedness. That's one way you contribute to the world because this is it. The, Dr. Winners can never give his best. Dr. Winners can never perform efficiently. If Dr. Winners drops dead, that's one doctor dead. He's now a statistic. And what would you do? Come out and say, 
Oh, Dr. Winners, you were loved. Dr. Winners, you did so much for, the, for, for us. Hashtag Dr. Winners. You just, you want everybody to become a statistic in Nigeria. I don't want to be a statistic in Nigeria. Especially one on the death list. I don't want it. I don't want to be a trending hashtag because I died from being overworked. Because some doctors that are supposed to protect me that have been there before say they see no problem with working me like a horse and killing me. Even horses don't work that hard anymore. They at least allow them some break time. The beast of burden is no longer a thing. And with the power of social media, <laughs> regardless of what people like Afam and Dure said, the hospital ended up doing better. Putting doctor winners on call, I think every two days or so. See, let's not stop talking. People are hearing us. And we are making some changes. If you see something wrong being done in the hospital, if you see something wrong being done in your department, even if you're just a house officer, they call you, where's that house officer? That yeah, yeah, house officer. My dear, don't care. Don't stop. Fight for it. If you cannot say it outside, if you don't want people to know it's you, anonymously send me a message and I will help you to broadcast it. Let's start by being our brother's keepers. Dr. Afan, please take notes. Anyway, I was going to bring up another story, but I think that would be best addressed with the person. So this is just a teaser for the continuation of this episode. Our medical elders do better. Stars and Mars of the Most High. Do better. Anyway, that's all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I love bringing it to your screen. Don't forget to subscribe. Please, please subscribe. Don't forget to like and share. Don't forget to comment. Answer the questions. Drop your comments. Let us know. I read all the comments too. And I respond. And I like them. Please, please, please. Let's keep preaching the gospel of diagnosis out there. Maybe we can finally get enemies' attention. I, I do love our daddies and the enemy. Our daddies and mommies. Let's, let's get their attention. <laughs> and maybe when we've gotten their attention, we can try to tell them, Hey, sir, ma, you're not doing the right thing. Let's do better. If we're ever going to improve healthcare in Nigeria, let us know that we as doctors have not contributed to the decay of the healthcare system. Let us know that we have tried our best to uplift it. Until next time, this remains your one-stop shop to fight enemy. <laughs> Bye, guys.